there are certain things that you should just never say in life. And I'm speaking to all the guys in the room for a second. This is really important. Learn from my mistakes. Never ask a woman if she is pregnant. I don't care how pregnant she is. I don't care if she's told you before that she's pregnant. You don't ask a woman if she is pregnant. Also, you don't ever tell a woman when her baby shower is. I did not know this rule. I did not know that you can, couldn't tell a woman when her baby shower was. So I saw this person that I hadn't seen in a really long time, and I didn't know what to say. It was kind of one of those awkward conversations, and I knew that their baby shower was coming up. And I just happened to see them, and I said, hey, are you excited for your baby shower tomorrow? This woman got so angry. I thought she was going to have the baby right there in that moment and then beat me with it, right? That's how mad she was, right? So guys, learn from my mistakes. There are certain things that you should never, ever say. I'm about to tell you guys a story that is probably one of the most interesting and intriguing stories of my life, right? And I can't believe I'm sharing this story. But as I was getting ready for this message and thinking about it, this was definitely a moment where I saw words change an entire room. And I have to be careful with how I tell this story because some of you are going to know what I'm talking about. And so I need to be really delicate with this, right? About eight years ago, I was just kind of beginning my whole journey as a youth pastor. And I was with some people who are believers and I was sitting at a table. I can't tell you where we were or what was going on, just in case anyone ever puts this together or figures it out, right? We're sitting at a table, and there's someone else who is a speaker. This person is kind of well-known. I mean, he's, he's a pretty cool speaker. Um, and we're all sitting at a table, and now I know all these people at the table. They are connected to me in a certain way. And if you can figure out how, that's fine, but I'm not saying it. They're all connected to me. And he was kind of talking about his hurts in ministry, right? And he looked at everyone that was sitting around us and said, Joey, sooner or later, almost everyone at this table is going to betray you. In fact, someone is going to stab you in the back at this table. Things got so awkward so quick. I've never heard someone get so bold with their words in front of other people before, right? This was my Jesus and Judas moment, right? Here I am, like, looking around the room, like, who's it going to be? Who's going to be the one that stabs me in the back? And it's so funny. I look at all the people as he's saying this, and they all look at me. And it's right, as you know the story with Peter when he denies Jesus? Every single one of them is nodding their head, like, no way, never me, right? And so it was so incredibly awkward, and he's going on and on. His words changed the dynamic in the room completely. It was so weird. You could cut the tension with a knife. And I kind of walked away being like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, right? That was so weird. A year or so later, almost every single person sitting that, at that table completely betrayed me and walked out of my life. One of the most awkward moments in my entire life when I think back to that, right? But those guys, that guy's words were so powerful. And what I want to tell you tonight is that our words are really powerful. Some of us think that other people's words are really powerful. But I want you to know that your words carry so much weight. And we use our words in some ways that we know 
are really wrong. Some of us gossip all the time. Whenever we get together with that group of friends, we all sit around, talk about things that we're not even sure are true about this person, but we say it anyway. We tear into that person, make fun of them, talk about all the ways that we think that they're imperfect. For others of us, we straight up say mean things to people's face, right? We walk up to them and we say the most hurtful thing, maybe the thing that they are the most insecure about. I know someone who is like perfect at that. Like it was almost like their spiritual gift to be mean to people, right? They can see exactly what this person's greatest flaw is or greatest insecurity and they call it out every single time. Guys, that can do so much damage to people's lives because our words are so important and they carry so much weight. And I want you to see that tonight because so many of you don't think that they're that important. And if you think I'm making a big deal out of this, we're going to read some scripture in just a little bit that takes this way more seriously than I am tonight. I haven't even begun to scratch the surface on what we're going to read tonight because this is so serious and so deep and we all need to catch this see my love language is words of affirmation there's all these different love languages for some of you guys the way that you receive love is gifts for me it's words when people want to let me experience love and that's just how I do it is tell me why you love me tell me how much you love me that's how I experience other people it's personal touch easy guys for others it's um uh what's the other one gifts Quality time, yeah, spending time with people, right? So those of us in the room that are words of affirmation, this is really important for us because the opposite is true for us. When people say hurtful things to us, that really digs down deep. Now, words hurt everyone, but especially those of us in the room that are words of affirmation. If I had a guess, it's probably 25% of us in the room tonight that experience love that way. So we know what it's like at a deeper level even than some of the other people sitting around us. When someone says something hurtful, how much damage that can truly do to our lives. We can all remember a time where someone said something really encouraging to us. In fact, I want you to think about that right now. Just kind of pause for a second. I want everyone in the room to take a second and think about a time where someone said something super encouraging to you. I'm sure it was really easy for all of you. It probably popped into your mind instantly. You can Remember what you were wearing, where you were, maybe what that person was wearing, maybe what time of day it was, because those words had such a huge impact on your life. Maybe they shaped your life in some ways. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about a time in your life where someone said something really hurtful to you. And I'm sure the same is true. It popped right into your mind. You can picture where you were, who else was there, who might have heard it, because those words hold so much weight and they can do so much damage. Guys, words are so very powerful and it's not just other people's, it's yours too. And we always hide behind the label of joking, right? We always say, oh, I'm just joking. I don't really mean that. Don't take this seriously. We think, oh, that person is just sensitive. They don't really get where I'm coming from. If you have to make fun of someone else in order to be funny, then you're not really funny. I hate to break it to you tonight. But if that's the only way that you can joke, then you need to find a new way of joking. Because to you, it may be just joking, but to that person, it's doing so 
much damage. Stop hiding behind that label because you're not just joking. You're being mean and you're being hurtful. And tonight as we work through this scripture, I hope you see how much damage it could really do to someone's life. The truth is, so many of us are so insecure and we've been hurt so deeply by words. Now we just want to hurt everyone else. We want them to feel what we felt. We want them to know what it's like to go home and cry because of something that was said about us or something that was taken completely out of context and gossiped about. We want everyone else to do that. And some of you have been so hurt. Now you just do it to everyone else and you let your mouth run wild and it's doing so much damage. Guys, I'm sorry that something hurtful was said to you. I wish I could take those words away, but I can't. But being mean to everyone else doesn't make your pain go away. And I think I can offer you something tonight that hopefully can make some difference and show you that you don't have to keep going on this way. To be a mature Christian means that you don't have to inflict pain on everyone else just because you have been hurt. And I want some of you guys to be able to get to this point. I really struggle with this. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to level with you. I really get this wrong sometimes. My whole life, it's, this is also weird. One of my family's love languages is teasing each other. That's just what we do constantly. So I always experienced this my whole life. And now I have to break the habit because the way that I show love is by teasing other people. In fact, if I don't like you, I won't say anything to you. But one of the ways you know I like you is if I push your buttons because that's just how I experience love by people that really care about me. And that's so weird and that's so twisted, but that's just the way it is. My grandfather, who really, I feel like, is the one that started this, the night of my mom's prom, when she walked downstairs, asked her if she put her makeup in a shotgun and shot it all over her face, <laughs> right? right? That, that's just, that's minimal. Like, that's just what my family does. And it's not okay. I, I'm not saying that this is okay. It's something that I need to break. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've had to text people in this room and apologize and say, I'm sorry that I took that that far. I'm sorry that I kept pushing your buttons. I'm sorry that I kept joking. There would be people in this room that could raise their hand to that right now that I've texted in this last month at. I get it. I'm right there with you. But our words are powerful. And I think I'm joking. I think I'm teasing. But my words hold so much weight. And they could do so much damage to people's lives, even if we're just trying to be funny. And so if I've ever said anything to you, I'm so sorry. And I pray tonight that you can heal from those words. And you can see how important your words are and the ways that you use them. We've been talking about sowing and reaping a lot. I've kind of been tying that into a lot of messages lately. And I think for some of you, you need to hear this principle tonight. Because some of you will just brush me off. Some of you will go, ah, oh, forget this, Joey. But, guys, if you keep sowing hurtful words, you keep throwing them out to everyone else, you keep gossiping, you are going to reap hurtful words back. That's just the principle of Scripture. And this is how that unfolds. If you're always going to be saying mean things, guess what? There are going to be a lot of bad things coming back to you too. So for some of you, maybe that's the wake-up call. If you want to stop experiencing that pain, stop doing it yourself. Wake up. There's so much at stake tonight. What kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to be the kind of person that is always tearing into people, is always teasing and just joking? 
Can we just be honest about something? We avoid people who are like this. We don't necessarily want to always hang out with them. Because it's not fun to always have your feelings hurt when you're hanging out with people. You want to be with people who encourage you. So what kind of person do you want to be? Maybe you don't have that many friends right now. Maybe this is one of the reasons why. You need to look deeply at your life. And so we're going to start in James chapter 3, verse 5, and this is what it says. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark, right? So here it is again. James is trying to convince us that our words are significant, that they have so much power. So many of us think that they are so insignificant. And so he gives us an example here of something that we don't think is that scary. The tongue is a small part of the body. We would think that so many other parts of the body are stronger, are more important. But our tongue is probably the most powerful. And the words that it speaks out hold the most weight. And so some of us need to see that and need to realize that tonight. And so he says, it's like a small spark. I got a match right here, right? Creates a small spark. When I took this out, no one got scared. No one was overwhelmed. No one's like, oh no, what's Joey going to do right now, right? It's, it's small. It seems insignificant. But if I light this and I drop it in the right spot, it could do so much damage. When I was a kid growing up, my first house that I ever lived in, there was these woods right across the street. And a couple of kids who were a little bit older than me, I was probably out seven or eight at the time, went into the forest, a kind of a forest. It was just some bushes and uh, trees. And they were playing with matches. And they dropped them in the right spot. And it created a huge fire. I will never forget the flames from that fire. Something small. Something so insignificant. That way that you were teasing that other person seems so small and so insignificant. But it can do so much damage to their life if you don't wake up and realize how powerful your words truly are. And so some of us need to get that. So many huge forest fires that happen that wipe out houses in California and just are totally ablaze are started by small sparks that people thought were insignificant. Let's go to verse 6. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Doesn't that sound extreme? Doesn't that sound almost over the top? Now, when I read scripture, I picture it. And as I'm picturing this, this is pretty scary. Like the words that James chooses to use here, and is itself set on fire by hell. So if I picture that, I picture the devil, right? And you just have to go with me here because this is how my mind works, right? Like getting a torch, lighting it on fire in hell, and bringing it up and touching your tongue with it. That's graphic. That's intense. That's what James wants you to see tonight. That's how much evil that your tongue can cause by the words that it produces. It's like hell is setting it on fire. You guys, you need to be careful. James is trying to get us to realize this. 
it could do so much damage. Beware the warning. You are walking around every single day with a huge weapon. And you need to beware. You need to be on guard at all times. Maybe that means you can't hang out with that certain friend group. Because you know whenever you get together with them, man, you start poking fun at people. You start hurting people. That can do so much damage. Wake up, guys. So many of you guys are causing so many fires. Everywhere you go, you're burning things down. And it needs to end. Because that's not how Jesus would have you live if you're really a follower of Christ. He would have so much more for you. Stop burning down everything that you see. For some of you guys, it's at home. Man, you light fires there all the time. You can't wait to dig into your mom or your dad. You can't wait to dig into your brother or your sister. You want to cause so much pain at home. It's not what a real Christ follower does. That needs to end. Think your words aren't important or you just want to inflict pain because you've been in so much pain. It needs to end tonight because all you're doing is creating so many fires. Now we're going to jump to Ephesians 4 and we're just going to read one verse, verse 29. And this is what it says. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. So he's talking about gossip. He's talking about cursing. He's talking about slander. Anything that could be hurtful to anyone. He's going, stop. All right. There should be no more of this going on in any of your lives. Yet that is such a picture of so many of us tonight. I love when you're growing up one of the worst things that anyone could ever do is curse, right? Don't you remember that? I remember being a kid and being like, oh my God, the worst people in the world curse. Like, they must go to jail for saying those bad words, right? And then you get older and you realize, like, wow, there are way worse things that people do. But if you cursed when you were younger, that was like the worst thing. But James is saying, don't let any of this come out of your mouth. Don't have any part in it. When people are engaging in it, walk away from it. Let's look at this next verse. But only what is helpful for building others up. So the only thing that should be coming out of your mouth is what can add to other people's lives, what can build on their life. In my house, there was an extension that was put on um, after the house was originally built, and we love it. it. It's a screen room, and I redid it. It was kind of old and outdated, and I put some paint on it and add some different things to it, and now it's awesome. We love to hang out in this room in the summer. It's so much fun. But that was an extension that was put onto the house. Guys, every time you choose to say something kind, to build someone up, it's like you're literally adding on to their life. Now, you have to picture someone's life like a house. And we can go into that house, and we could literally add extensions onto their house by the words that we're willing to speak to people. Man, that's a lot of weight, too. We could do so much good in people's lives. We could do so much good for the people sitting around us. We could add things to them just by our words, by encouraging them and building them up. Our words can give them the power to step out into things that they kind of thought about themselves, but they weren't sure. Maybe they were at the edge on. Our words can help them add to their lives. What a huge role you could play in people's lives if you were willing to do that. But if we stay with this whole house analogy, then we could also set fire to people's houses. We can burn down rooms in their life. 
So what will you do? Will you be, build people up or will you start fires in their house? I don't know about you, but I want to add on to people's lives. I want to see God do so many amazing things through all of you. And we could all be a part of that for each other if we were just willing to speak life into one another. Then he says this, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, this is where it gets a little bit messy. This is where we don't like it so much. It's easy just to say hi to someone with a smile. But now, the writer of Ephesians is telling us, okay, know what that person needs to hear. Get into their life. Talk to them. See how they need to be encouraged. Know what they're going through right now. Maybe there's something going on that's tearing them apart. Speak into that issue. Know what is happening. And that takes investing. And we don't always like investing. We like loving from a distance, right? I'll wave to you. I'll say hi. I'll say you even look good today. But I don't want to invest. I don't want to really take the time and see what's going on in your life. But that's not what's happening here. He's telling us, you need to get involved. And sometimes the reason why we don't want to get involved is because we've been hurt before. Maybe you let someone into your life. You invested in a friendship. And they totally stabbed you in the back. I get that. I've been there before. A whole table of people have done it to me before. So you don't even compare it to me tonight, right? Guys, love again. Invest again. Know what's going on in people's lives. And speak into them. How amazing is that when someone spoke into your life exactly what you needed to hear? Remember all the good that that caused in your life, how you felt afterwards. That's what we need to be doing for the people sitting around us. Guys, if we got this at the green room, these, this room wouldn't be big enough. This whole world, everyone is tearing each other apart. In schools, people are always tearing people apart. They are looking for a safe place where they can be loved, where people can add on to their lives. You can do that. Your words have that power to bring great change. So you are always either destroying or building. What's it going to be for you? Are you going to destroy or you're going to build? It's a choice that you have to make. And every single day that you get up, you need to know that you have something that can cause so much harm, that wants to be unleashed, that wants to do damage, hiding behind your lips. So you need to make the choice to be someone who builds other people up. Maybe you're asking, all right, Joey, this is cool, but I just can't move on. I've just had way too many hurtful words spoken against me. I just don't feel like I can ever truly heal. How do I move on? Well, a place that you start tonight is by surrendering those words to Jesus. By laying them at his feet and let him replace those words with what he says about you. With what he thinks about you. That's a great place to start. And maybe you won't make the pain go away instantly tonight. It might be a journey of surrendering those words, of letting them go and giving them to God and letting him give you what he thinks about you. But that's a great place to start tonight by giving them to him, knowing that you were created by him for his glory, that all of you guys are so special. He knew what he was doing when he created you. You're not a mistake. We're all beautifully and wonderfully made, the writer of Psalms says. Everyone in this room, so special. 
to God. And he has so many amazing things that he wants to say to you guys in his word. Think about a time in my life where there were a lot of people who probably didn't have, well, I know there were a lot of people that didn't have very many nice things to say to me in high school. I had just made a really dumb decision. I just did something dumb that I totally regret. And there were a lot of teachers who had very judgmental things to say about me. But there was one teacher who saw behind my mistakes, looked into my life, and wrote a card for me that I will never forget, without a doubt, added onto my life, that I still have this card. And whenever I feel discouraged, I go back to it. Said things to me at a time where a lot of people were bringing me down, like God wants to use you in amazing ways, but you need to tighten the reins in your life. Don't let lack of discipline steal from you talked about some ways that they felt like God wanted to use me. This person was talking about God using me in a time where a lot of people thought that I was a lost cause. But it added so much to my life because they were listening to Jesus and they were willing to add on to my life and build me up. Without a doubt, played a big role in me being here today. Encouraged me in a dark time. So all the time I get to be in front of people talking. That person played a part in that. Every time I feel a little discouraged, I go back to that. You have the power to do that for other people. I want to read to you guys just this quick story as we just begin to close here. And then I'll explain to you what's going on here. But I just want to read it to you first. He never sat still. He never shut up. He would never stop asking questions, says Deborah, his mom. Deborah, a middle school teacher who occasionally speaks on panels about ADHD. He just wanted to go from one thing to another. When an elementary teacher told her that her son would never focus on anything, Deborah knew the teacher was wrong. He could focus like no other when he was swimming. He was even repeatedly told by teachers he would never amount to anything. But Deborah, his mom, knew that wasn't true. This person that we're talking about right now is Michael Phelps. Probably, I'm pretty sure he has more gold Olympic medals than anyone else in history. So many people spoke into his life that he would never be able to do anything, that he was a waste, that he was a lost cause. But his mom didn't. His mom built him up and believed in him, saw that there was potential in his life. That's what words can do. When everyone else says you're a lost cause, when there's at least one person that believes in you, you can do amazing things. I pray that you guys see that and you choose to be these kinds of people. And so my bottom line tonight is this. Our words either give or take life. Really simple. But you need to wake up remembering that every day. Am I going to give life or am I going to take life? Because our words are so powerful. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much that you love everyone in this room, that you don't think anyone is a lost cause. I pray for someone who just feels like there's no hope for them anymore. Maybe they're even on the edge of thinking about depression because they've just been, or the edge of suicide because they've just been told so many times that they're a lost cause, that there's no hope for them, that they're a failure. I pray, God, that you would replace those words with your love. That in you, Jesus, there's always hope for our lives. 
And I pray today, God, that you would pull them out of that dark pit that they're in and put their feet on solid ground once again. I pray for all these people in this room tonight, God, that they would choose to add on to lives, God. That we would stop creating all these fires everywhere we go. But we would add on to people's lives. I pray that the green room would be marked as a place where people are always built up, where people are always encouraged, Lord. I pray that we would lay down the parts of us that are hurt, the parts of us that are wounded tonight, and we'd be able to get past our own pride and build others up, even when others have torn us down. Even when those hurtful words are playing over and over again in our minds, that we would choose to build others up, even when we don't feel like it. Even when all we want is a word for ourselves of encouragement, that we would still lift others up. Thank you, God, that your love covers us, that your love heals us tonight, that your words are more powerful than any other words, that your words spoke life into beginning, into existence, God. That's how powerful your words are. And I pray tonight that they would replace hurtful words. I pray tonight that you would set us free, Jesus. We love you so much. You're such an amazing God. I pray as we go into this next set of worship, God, that we would choose to lay down hurts, lay down wounds, and let it just be filled with your love. Our hearts would be set free. Be active, Holy Spirit. We love you so much. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.